Welcome to Bethel Cleveland's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information on this podcast and other resources, please go to BethelCleveland.com. How is everyone today? Good? Three, three of you, all right. Hey, how many were here for uh, the volunteer? Did you guys come for the volunteer thing? Wasn't that amazing? Wasn't that good? That was so good. Jay, Jay and Stacy and the team, man, they just did a phenomenal, Rachel, they did a phenomenal job. And uh, uh, But Jay sang some of these songs, you know, like, you know, Adele's Hello. I, I, you guys know that song, you know, for the greeters and ushers, and he changed the words up around, and Bon Jovi's living on a prayer for the ministry team. It was, it was, it was really good. You missed it, man. So, uh, you know, we really want to do, I'd love to do another one in the fall uh, for, for everyone and, and try to just build on this because you guys are so, so important to, to, to making everything happen here at the church. And, uh, we just really wanted to honor you and we had 10 categories and we just kind of recognized some people and so forth but uh, anyways hey if you're watching online just want to welcome everyone uh, online that's watching us uh, so glad that you're tuning in and uh, just hang in there for another uh, 30 minutes and I'll be out of your way and uh, you can go to you can go to lunch or do whatever you're going to do but we're so glad that you're here and uh, Pastor Steve is uh, he's ministering I think in Columbus this morning so he'll be back next week and uh, don't forget tonight tonight is encounter night man I'd come out Sean we were going to have Chris Gore, but uh, uh, he couldn't make it because his wife has COVID. And so out of the abundance of caution, um, he is going to come in February. And so we got Sean uh, Smith coming up from Columbus. And so it's going to be a great, great time. I'd encourage you to come out. All right. Uh, enough advertisement. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning about, uh, about coming together, about uh, agreement, unity, you know, you pick one of those three words. We're going to hopefully try to hit it. I'm repping the shirt this morning. Come on. We got to, we're stronger together. They're out there in the bookstore. We all need to be buying one of these and wearing them. So uh, we're going to keep maybe, maybe if we turn it, the AC on, you know, in here, <laughs> we'll kind of force people to, to go out there and buy it. But there's power in agreement. Amen. There's power in agreement. There's power in the prayer of agreement. And uh, one other, one other uh, selfish thing that I'm going to do right now, because um, we're going to believe in agreement right now for me, okay, in prayer, because this weekend, my brand new 75-inch TV, I broke it. I, bro- I bought it, at, you know, on the, on the, you know, Black Friday at Costco, and don't, I haven't even taken the stickers off of it yet. I haven't even really watched it. I'm finishing my basement. I bought this TV. I hung it up. I had to take it back down. I'm changing out the, the whatever you hang it on the wall, the, you know, bracket, whatever. And I laid the thing down and I'm being very careful. And I got a couple three quarter inch boards because I didn't want to lay it down on the concrete face forward. And I'm being very, I promise, mom, I promise I was being careful. And I, put the thing back up there turned it on and the screen is looks like a spider web so i'm going to costco here's the prayer of agreement 
I can do this because I got the mic here. We are going to believe that I'm going to get the nicest person at that desk. I don't have the box. I even threw the box away. I got the receipt and I'm going to go throw myself on the sword and I'm going to say, please, can you have a new, can I have a new TV even though it was my fault? And so about 1.30, 2 o'clock today, everyone's just going to stop what they're doing and they're going to begin to pray and intercede for Jerry. All right? Jerry's my name. We're going to pray for me that, that someone has mercy on me. All righty. Now we got that all out of the way. Let's talk about, let's talk about unity, agreement. It's, uh, you know, obviously we can, in, in, in our political climate, it, it's a buzzword right now, right? I mean, we've we went from one administration to the next, and and and, and the buzzword out there is is unity. Let's have unity, and um, let's come together. Let's you know put a, put aside our differences, and and uh, let's put down. Let's let the past go, and we're all going to come together, and we are going to unify this this nation. We're going to unify the United States, and and uh, we're going to come together, and we're going to be stronger together right and that's that seems to be the the mantra and the buzzword and and you know that would be that would be wonderful if we could do that it would be great if that would happen um i i I have little hope in our political system that we are able to put all of our differences aside and that we can come together and 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 become one but i think for for us in the church I think there's that, I I believe in that potential. I believe in that possibility. I believe that we can come together. And and, and unity isn't us always agreeing on everything. You find unity in our disagreement. That's where unity is found when when parties disagree on, on certain topics, but yet they're able to set aside differences and come together and unify over one goal. And that one goal, you know, for us is that, man, we want to we wanna see people that are lost and hurting come to Jesus and go to heaven. That's our goal. We want to see family members come to Jesus. We want to see spouses come to Jesus. I want to see children come to Jesus, grandchildren come to Jesus. That's, that's the goal here. We're here this morning. We're here next week. We're here throughout the week with the hope that, that we are making a difference in our community or our city or our businesses or you guys are going out and making that difference. And let, me, let me pull up a couple of scriptures here and I'm gonna kind of jump, I'm gonna jump around a little bit. And, uh, but let me, just, let me just read them to you. I'm reading out of the New American Standard, but, but Paul said in the 15th chapter of Romans in verse five, he, he said now, he's, he's praying this prayer And he said, now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. And and over in John, the familiar passage of scripture there where Jesus is praying in John 17 and and in verse 20, he says, I, he, he's praying to the Father. He says, I do not ask in behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through his, their word, 
that they may all be one, even as thou, Father, art in me and I in you, that they also may be in us. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Listen to this. That the world may believe that you sent me. Man, that, that's, that right there is as the church comes together and unifies, as we work together, as we become, become one, the world looks on and says there's something different. You see, because the world's looking on at our political system, just for an example, and, and, and looking and saying, man, these guys can't come together to save their life. But I think sometimes the world also looks and peers within the church and says, well, they're not together either. And Jesus is praying and saying, Father, I pray that they would become one so that the world may know that you sent me and that I am real and I am the one who I say I am and that I didn't go to the cross and die in vain, but that they will know because we are coming together and we are. We are together. Matthew 18, it, it talks about the prayer of agreement and it says that if we can come together and we can agree together on any one thing, it will be done by my Father who is in heaven. Yeah. Costco, two o'clock prayer of agreement right there. There's power. There's power in coming together. And, and this coming together, it's just not parsed out or relegated to, to the church. Even in, in Genesis 11 at the Tower of Babel, God's looking down. These, these group of people are coming together and they're trying to build a city. They're trying to build a tower that they can reach to heaven, it says in, in Genesis 11. And, and these, these people did not have, these tribes, this group of people did not have the mind of God. And yet when they came together, as one, when they came together, even ungodly people, when they come together and unify, can accomplish great things. If I can get on this political thing again, I promise I won't go political. But I've, I've made an observation, whether you're Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter. The observation is Democrats seem to stick together and Republicans seem to be divided. It's just my observation, unsolicited, merely from a, you know, a thousand foot view of listening to news. It just seems like when, when, when Democrats come together, I tell you what, they move as one. They move in one force, whether they may agree with their, their, the decisions of their party or what have you, they move together. And whether, you, you know, whether Democrats like Clinton or they didn't like Obama or they liked Obama or whatever it may have been, they, stuck, they stick together. Does anyone else recognize that? Don't raise your hand. But Republicans, it feels like, you know, it's like, ah, I don't like Bush, you know, you shouldn't have went to war, and I don't like Trump, and I don't like this person or that person, and they get splintered and divided. It's just an observation that I make that I that I seem to 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 find here in our political system, but it's amazing what can happen when when a team 
when a group of individuals, when a party comes together and they're, they're all moving in one direction, you can accomplish a lot more together. I'm telling you, Laverne needed Shirley. They took over, man. <laughs> you know, Laurel needed Hardy, man. We need, these guys need one another. Where would, where would Ruth have been without Naomi? Where would Elisha have been without Elijah? Where would Timothy have been without Paul? Where would David have been without Jonathan? One of my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures and stories is, is found in 1 Samuel 14. And you remember when Jonathan's going up against the Philistines and he's got his armor bearer there. And he says, man, hey, hey, guy, I think we can take them. What do you think? And that armor bearer just says, man, whatever's in your heart, I'm with you. We can do this together. Two people, two people. They defeated the Philistines because Jonathan had somebody by his side. And like, man, that, that armor bearer inside might have been like, dude, you are stupid stupid you are crazy do you understand what we're getting ready to do but that's not what he said he may have been thinking it but he came alongside Jonathan and he said whatever is in your heart I'm with you Adam needed Eve God said to be fruitful and multiply when the two of them came together, they began to bear children and it became fruitful and it began to multiply. We need one another. And this is you know, what, we're, what we're convinced of, what we can see is how the enemy can come in and can bring division in our midst. He's, he's, he, if, he can't, if he can't separate us and get us at war, if he can just bring, you know, if he can just bring a little friction in, in the midst of us that we, you know, I just, I don't, you know, Cindy, you know. You know, and we just begin to chirp just a little bit. Oh, Cindy's a wonderful person, but, you know, and we begin to chirp. There becomes the, 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 this division. It says, it says in Deuteronomy that one puts a thousand to flight, two puts 10,000 to flight, right? Now, I wasn't very good in school. I've confessed my, my, my failure to all of you guys many times. I was fairly good in math though. And you would think if one could put a thousand to flight and Jay's over here and he's putting a thousand to flight, if the two of us teamed up together, then we could probably put 2,000 to flight, right? Simple math. I've got that figured out. But that's not what it says. It says if I can put, one can put 1,000 to flight, two of us combining can put 10,000 to flight. There's something when we can come together that exponentially we can do more together, far more together than what we can do as individuals. And if the enemy can just come in and if he can bring a, a splinter of division between the two of us, there's going to be, there's, he's going to get in the midst and stop us from accomplishing great things together. Stronger together. Stronger together I don't like the worship 
don't like the songs they sing. I wasn't chosen for that award. And I, you know how much I've worked? You know, I was here all the time. I can't believe that they chose somebody like that. Ah, he speaks, out, he preaches out of the message Bible for I cannot believe it. That's not even the word of God. That is fake. I just rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. Bless the Lord. I can't believe it. I can, I'll come back next week, and hopefully the, the pastor will be here. You know, and we just, you know, it's so loud in here. It is so loud. I can't believe how loud it is. And the, light, and the smoke, it's, it's just, you know, we can just, you know, and some of that stuff may be legitimate. You know, it may really be loud in here and the smoke may bother us. I, I'm not disagreeing. It, sometimes it is. But, man, it's like we're trying to move together as one and to accomplish something together. We may not like everything that's going on. We may not agree with everything that, that, that I'm saying, you know, this morning. But how do we set aside our differences for the purpose of saying, I want to partner with Bethel Cleveland and Steve and Cindy Witt and the staff so that we can work together so that we can make it hard for people to go to hell. That's what the goal should be. Not whether this is wrong or that's right or I like this or I don't like that and I can't believe they don't have children's ministry yet. I'm stuck here at home because they're not. They're so insensitive. You know, what to my needs? And that's, that, that begins to infiltrate. Words have power. In our words is life and death. If the enemy can come between a husband and wife, he can divide a family. He can divide a family. He can cause children to watch in, and, and that affects the children. And then they, the children grow up, and they begin to treat their, 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 their wife the way they watch their father treat their mom. And it, the cycle perpetuates. And the enemy succeeded because he brought division in the home. And a home divided can't stand, and a, a divided home is, is an unhealthy place that raises people in society that become unhealthy and the enemy has won oh they don't they stay together they don't even need to get a divorce i just need to get them to fight on whether to put the toilet seat up or down that's all you know i'm a saver and she's a spender and my you know i can't believe you do how hard i work and da 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 and he brings he brings an argument in right there and he brings an argument in about the toothpaste and he brings an argument in about this and and about that and the next thing you know it's like these little tiny arguments build up and they're like ugh. 26 years has gone by and you're lived unhappily and the kids have grown up and they've watched mom and dad bicker and fight and argue all of their life growing up and they've begun to model the very same thing. It's quiet in here. He wants, he wants that division to take place. But I believe that we can do extraordinary things when we come together in agreement. We can do extraordinary things when we come together in agreement. Joshua is getting ready to, he inherited the, the children of Israel. Moses had died and, and they're getting ready to enter the promised land. And when they're entering into the promised land, there's giants, as, as we know in the story. They sent spies out. Man, there's, there's some massive giants. But, but, but God has given Joseph a, 
uh, not Joseph, Joshua a plan and they're going into to do battle. And the very first city that they're going into to do battle is with, is with uh, uh, Jericho. And he goes in and he says, this first city is mine. Everything, I'm gonna give you this city, but when this city comes falling down, everything within that city needs to be destroyed. This you can take and put into the treasury of the Lord because this, is, this city's going to be an offering unto me. And he basically said, you cannot take anything. And what I do command you, I want you to, to, to take, I want you to put into the offer, the, the, you know, for an offering unto the Lord. And so here's this massive, massive fortified city that they're getting ready to go up against. And, and the instruction is, as we all learned in, in, in Sunday school, and is that they're going to march around this city and on the seventh for seven days. And on the seventh day, they're going to march around it seven times. And when the trumpet blows, everyone's going to release a shout, right? The power of that victory was in the, the, the unity of the shout. It was in the unity of listening to, to the word of the Lord through Joshua. I'm sure they have seen some crazy stuff and they've seen pro, some provision of the Lord. They've seen miracles. They've, these, the children of Israel have seen God's hand move, but even in the midst of seeing all of that, they were still rebellious. They were still grumbling and complaining. And now they're going to march around this, this city, this fortified walls, walls that are so thick that chariots could, could literally drive up on top of these walls. And they're going to shout and these walls are gonna come falling down? It seems impossible, it was impossible without a supernatural, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight, <laughs> a whole nation coming together as one can defeat a fortified city. There was power in their shout there was power in their togetherness. If a marriage and a husband and wife can come together amidst their differences, there's power. There's power in them. As you know, in that story, they, they marched around and on that seventh day, they shouted and the walls came down and there was a, ma there was a massive victory. And so they go on to the next city. And at the next city was Ai. This should have been a cakewalk in comparison to Jericho. But in this, this situation, they go up against Ai and they lose this battle. And Joshua comes back and he is furious. He is trying to figure out what in the world happened. Why did they lose? They should have won this thing easily. They should have defeated them hands down. This would have been, you know, uh, the, you know, the NBA playing a high school team. That was kind of the equivalent of, of what they were up against. Yet they lost. And upon 
researching and, try, and going before the Lord, he said, somebody, somebody within your, your camp took something from the, from the last battle in Jericho. And so he's going around to all of the tribes and he's trying to find out who it was, who it was, who it was, who it was. And it finally comes to, to Achan. And Achan comes before him and he confesses and he says, I have sinned. I took some of the, 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 the gold and the silver and I put it in my tent and I hid it in the ground. And it was because of one man's disobedience that they lost that battle. And so Joshua took him, his wife, his children, his goats, his sheep, his camels, his cattle, everything he had, took them out and stoned them and burned them and got rid of the one that brought disunity within the, within the, within the, the nation. What's the point? The point is, is that being together has powerful consequences. Being divided has powerful consequences. Jerry, that's Old Testament stuff. Yeah, I, I, we, we could take it to the New Testament and we can talk about division. We can talk about not being together. We can look at Ananias and Sapphira and say, man, you lied and you brought and you weren't together. You weren't with us. We were all trying to chip in together and bring something before the Lord and you held back and you weren't honest and it cost you your life. We needed to come together. There is power when we can come together as a body of Christ. There is power when we can come together as a family unit. There is power when we can come together as brothers and sisters. And I may not always agree with Jay and Jay will not always agree with me, but we're in a fight together and we're fighting one that wants to kill, steal and destroy Jay and me. And I'm going to cover him and I hope that he will cover me and together as, as individuals and as friends and as people in one church that we can go forward and say, I want to be a part and, and I I want to come together with Jay and with Cindy and with Jerry and with everyone else out here because I want to make a difference in this community. We gotta, gotta come together. The old Beatles song, maybe we need to do a song like that. Come together. Next week, come together. Let me wrap it up with this. The greatest outpouring that we know changed the whole world. Acts, Acts chapter one, right? They came together, not, not two. The outpouring happened in, in two. But it happened because of chapter one. Oh, come on. You gotta get this. might have liked last week's message better than I spoke but this is important you, you got to get this they came together in Acts 1 
because they were submitted to a heavenly, heavenly purpose. They were submitted to a heavenly vision. They were submitted to disciples that were in that room. There's 120. There, I'm sure there were some strong-willed people. I'm sure that there were some, some followers. I'm sure that there were some people in there that, man, I don't know what I'm doing in here, but hey, Pastor, Pastor Steve said, come, and man, I'm there, you know? And in Acts chapter one, Peter gets up and he begins to, to, to exhort them and, and to encourage them because, you know, what are they thinking on day seven? You know, like, hey, how long are we going to stay here? I mean, did he really, like, uh, come on, seriously? It's day nine. It's nine days and we're still here gathered. I mean, like, how long is this going to go on, Pete? <laughs> you know? And Peter gets up and begins to exhort them. Stay. We're waiting. We're waiting. Don't go nowhere. Rehearse the promises. Let's go over what, who Jesus was. Let's go over what he told us. Let's go over what he, what he admonished us to do. But they stayed, it says, it says in, in, in Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together. They were all together. They were all together, stronger together. They were all together in one place. All together in one place. And all of a sudden, you can play. That'd be great if you played. I'm, I'm closing. The Holy Spirit fell. The Holy Spirit fell. And that's what I want. I want us to come together. I want us to come together and set aside differences and, and this difference and that difference and whether the lights are too bright or too soft or the whatever. That stuff really at the end of the day is immaterial. What's important is that we are coming together under one purpose and that is to see Jesus honored and glorified his name lifted up because when his name is lifted up he says he will draw all people unto him when we can come together in John 17 and be of unity then the world will look on and say there is something different about them and so that may mean that we need to stop talking about our brother and sister in the cubicle next next door to us at work that doesn't bring unity, that brings division. Quit complaining about your boss and pray for him. That stuff doesn't bring unity, it brings division. Quit complaining about who got elected and pray for him. Complaining doesn't bring unity, it brings division. Quit complaining about this or with that or what's going on here or there. Quit complaining and pray that God would begin to move, that we could come together we don't have to agree on everything, but we do need to come together and be unified under one purpose. Don't let the enemy divide us, and that's what he has done in the church. Oh, well, they're a seeker-sensitive church. Oh, well, there's that prayer. That's a tongue-speaking church over there, you know, and oh, they're so shallow over there, and hey, we are a word church. You know, it's like, man, you know what? God bless them all. 
God bless them all because there are people that are finding Jesus in what we think are seeker-sensitive churches. You know what? They're good pastors out there. And they may not pray in tongues either. We're going to let Jesus sort all of that out. That's not our job to sort out. I'm called, I'm called to be obedient to what Jesus is, is put in front of me, not to talk about somebody else or another church in this city. I grew up in a Nazarene, got saved in a Nazarene church, and man, they're, they're not very charismatic. And oh, I used to look down at you guys. Oh, I had lots of lots of lots to say about you tongue tongue talking people, man. I could corner the best of them. I had a great argument, man. I had my scriptures right there ready. It didn't solve anything. And now I'm on this side, and and now they're talking about me. I'm the same person. Let's come together. Let's unite. Let's not let the enemy have his way and divide. Amen. Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's stand. Jay's going to come and he's going to sing a song. He's going to wax eloquent. I hope, it, I hope it's helped. I hope somebody, you know, just even the way we see other people, is there grace? We need, we need a, a huge amount of grace because I, I, I tell you, I make mistakes. I say my mouth gets in the way sometimes. No one agree. And, but I'm telling you, you know, inside my heart is for people and I need, I need grace and I need to extend grace to you guys and to others. And as we come together, it's going to be amazing to see what God will do in our midst. Thanks, man.